episode 11 of the Nordic Art Agency podcast, a podcast connecting emerging and established international artists and art influencers from around the globe. I'm your host, Juliet, a British expat, art historian and gallerist based in Sweden. Every fortnight, I will be sharing a conversation with an artist or art influencer whose artwork or insight inspires me personally. The Nordic Art Agency currently has 14 international artists who are exclusively represented in Scandinavia, and this will be an opportunity to explore their creative process and vision in more detail. This week, we are joining abstract artist Catherine Lado in her Paris studio. I was lucky enough to spend time with Catherine earlier this year and visit one of her solo exhibitions in Paris at Le Galerie Honchon. Absorption was a solo exhibition featuring Catherine's large-scale abstract resin works on canvas. I was especially struck as I walked through the busy narrow streets in Paris, filled with impatient cars, pedestrians and city life, how Catherine's artwork created an instant moment of calm, purity and balance as soon as I stepped into the gallery. For those of you who know the Nordic Arts Agency and follow the artists which intrigue me, it is often their unique approach to material, how it impacts their artistry, their journey and ultimately informs their painting practice and their bodies of work. When Catherine Lodo began to explore work with resin, it marked a significant transition in her painting and composition to produce the elegant and striking works she creates today. So hello Catherine and thank you for joining me. It's wonderful to invite you as a guest on the Nordic Arts Agency podcast. Hello Juliette, I'm very glad to be here and thank you for inviting me. So how are you, Catherine? How is life for you currently in Paris? Are things feeling a little more normal? Well, no, uh, it's not. Well, after a too long lockdown, two months and a half, COVID is still here, rules change every day and life is not back to normal. So uh, people have to wear masks outside in the streets and uh, also, when they are inside with the other person, uh, well, and you know, du- during the lockdown, I couldn't create at all. I was blocked. So um, I hope uh, it's going to ge- be uh, better soon, maybe in six months. However, it's very interesting time, and that makes us wonder what's really important in our lives. I think it's uh, it's very interesting. I think you're so so right in saying that. And I feel very lucky that actually we were able to meet. Um, we had a lovely lunch together in a restaurant, which now seems to be kind of <laughs> impossible right now to be so relaxed in Paris. And I visited your studio on the outskirts of Paris. I think this was back in January. And your studio is a fabulous purpose-built workspace, which is full of light with marvellous high ceilings and glass doors opening onto a lush garden. And it feels very established, Catherine, as though you're very settled um, artistically in your studio. Having experienced working with many different materials and techniques in your career, do you feel that what you create currently, right now, in your minimal works in resin, in its purest form, are closest to who you are as an artist? Well, um, my artistic direction is focused on purity and minimalism. So it changes and evolves over the years of work. Um, I cannot say what will happen next, but I'm getting closer to what I ideally imagine. And um, so uh, 
let's wait, we'll see. I've only really known your work relatively recently, um, but I know that you have had an interesting career. And as a young designer, you actually moved from Paris and spent three years in New York working with illustration, fabric, wallpaper design and fashion. As a French artist, this must have been an incredibly exciting time to experience such a different culture when you were young. The 70s was such a unique moment in New York culturally with incredible artists and musicians. How did that impact you as a young designer? Well, that's true. That was an incredible uh, moment, period. Uh, but when I think about what, what was my creation and ideas at the time, uh, today I'm the same person I was, but uh, with a lot of more experience, of course. And uh, in New York, I was a young person trying to express in any way something, but I didn't know what. <laughs> so I try a lot of things from fashion designer to illustration, passing by uh, wallpaper and photography. So you you know in in New York at that time as French people that was very easy to meet celebrities. So you were very perhaps very exotic then in New York at that time. <laughs> very <Sorry. laughs> So following your adventures in New York, you returned to Paris and you began working as a watercolor artist. And you were inspired by nature, Catherine, which began a deep period of research into the natural worlds and plants, insects and clouds. Were you always drawn to retelling nature through art or possibly replicating aspects of nature through your painting? And what drew you to this particular path, do you think? Well, I, I was um, reprodu reproducing nature that, that I was seeing uh, that was a way to studying nature and understand how it was organized. And uh, so I, I think today my work is is still um, reproducing nature, but uh, like synthetic uh, in a synthetic way. Uh, so I was uh, I was doing a documentary studies of flowers, uh, butterfly or bird, and on watercolor. And uh, that's what people uh, would commend me. So I was like, uh, you could say I was like a, in a chrysalis waiting for the day I would, ready, would be ready to leave. <laughs> and along with your interest, because obviously the, the abstraction of nature is, for me, is very present in, in your work. The, the shapes that you create, the layering of the forms, to me it feels very organic. And there's also a strong um, feminine aspect to much of your compositions and the femininity which is presented in the smooth edges and curvaceous aspects, especially in your current works, to me, it, it seems very essential and present. And I suppose, as you say, they kind of um, unfold from, from nature, from flowers, butterflies, plants. So following the research into the natural world, you seem to then become deeply interested in the Zen philosophy of serenity and balance and good being and the clarity of the mind. Your interest in the natural world and then your interest in Zen sort of met. Um, and I can begin to understand, looking at your work today, how that kind of forged forward. And at that time, you began to experiment also with oil as your painting. Yes, um, about the female aspect uh, of my work, 
uh, it's unconscious, but uh, as I am a woman, it's obvious. I think, uh, obviously, I, I work like a female, uh, <laughs> and it makes female aspect of my work. And it's clear that my inspiration in is found in nature. I need to give a spiritual dimension to my paintings, and it's always a desire for total purity that drives me. Uh, I studied oil painting in the 90s and um, automatically it, it had to be uh, abstract. I wanted to show things that we cannot see, like symbols or feelings. And uh, little by little, I took a then direction. And because, first of all, I needed it. So that was my, my first... Uh, priority. The relationship between nature, purity and balance is very much what drew me to your work. And I also see um, a lot of my clients when I've been exhibiting your work um, a couple of times during this year, I see very much the same response. And it's the reduction of these very pure, highly reflective abstract resin works on matte, white or grey canvas, which is very impactful. And the simplicity of the reduction feels very harmonious and emotive. How did you eventually come to find resin as your ultimate material? Mm. Well, that uh, that happened like this. Uh, in 2008, I realized I had to move on. I had reached the end of the old painting, so uh, I wanted to find another material to be uh, more actual. So I started to search for material that would be uh, really uh, that would fit me, and this took uh, this took two years. That was a long time. I, I had to be patient. <laughs> and one day I find a forgotten can of resin. I tried it again, and little by little I found my way. So um, this transparent material is ideal for me. This is all, all painting is not, because, you know, all painting is a, a very uh, old material and uh, I had to be uh, more modern. So um, that would fit me exactly. And, um, and then uh, depending on the result I want, the technique is different. Sometimes I simply use hand pouring to apply the resin on canvas and sometimes I work first on PVC and then glue it. So it's not the same uh, effect. And uh, it depends on what I want to express. Um, usually I apply uh, two layers of resin mixed with pigment. So tinted in the mass and finish with a less transparent layer. So uh, the gradient, in fact, the gradient is obtained with a difference of thickness. Uh, because the canvas is flexible, there is more resin in center, and so color is darker. So that's the way uh, the, the gradient appears. What makes you decide, Catherine, whether you're going to um, produce it on PVC first or pour it directly on the canvas? Yeah, yeah probably because uh, of, of the... The form, the shape I, I want to, um, to do, um, usually uh, when it's 
very straight shape. I, I do it on PVC first and then cut it and uh, all, uh, an old process to, to obtain what I want. <laughs> and then uh, when, when the shape are like, uh, when the shape is, is more circular, uh, it's directly on, on, the, on, on the canvas. And when it's uh, rectangular or, or straight, I do it on PVC. And often you, you, you also use gold leaf to highlight or add other aspects to the resin uh, on canvas. Sometimes I, I use uh, gold leaf and on, sometimes I even use, uh, um, how do you say, a mica shard to put inside. And well, in fact, we can, you can put everything you want in in resin, so that's uh, very convenient. <laughs> so um, I draw a sketch first on laptop for composition quality, so I, I can see uh, I really can see what's going to happen next, and then um, uh, this is uh, this is a, a really uh, static part of the of the of the work. Uh, so it, it, the shape won't won't move, mm -hmm. but inside the, it will happen. Um, I hope it will happen. Uh, some accident, uh, mm -hmm. like random bubbles, little pieces of pigment, and, and etc. Your color palette choices when working with resin are quite specific and quite limited. These are the blues and the reds, sometimes orange. What is your motivation behind the palette choice? They resonate directly with me on many levels, and I'm not entirely sure actually why. There is a delicacy, yet they feel bold and strong, um, but also quiet, almost like an awakening. How important is the colour to, to your work, Catherine? Well, I, I chose the colours in, instinctively very often because uh, it means uh, something in the symbolism, like uh, it depends... Uh, what I want to express, blue is the ideal color to express calm and then, for example. And uh, to me, uh, orange is more dynamic. And um, But uh, you, you're right, I do it uh, very instinctively. And uh, sometimes it's only a, a matter of balance. That's why uh, it depends. But... Uh, in fact, I only have almost only three colors, really, like blue, orange, and uh, a kind of uh, spice color, like uh, roast. I particularly like the those the gentle transitions and graduations that uh, you create, because the color then has a lot of dynamic qualities and lots of variants within. With, so it's not a solid block. You feel this sort of movement and activity. And you can also find small imperfections, as you mentioned before, in the work. And you, they're sort of spontaneous moments. And, and that's through the process of, of pouring the resin by hand. You don't adhere to a technical precision that obsesses, like some minimal artists do, where, where everything has to be completely perfect. Would you therefore consider yourself an abstract artist or a minimalist there is an organic spontaneity within resin which removes the control and makes the painting feel more primitive and edgy. 
So for you, where do the boundaries lay? Do you see the repetition in your painting practice of pouring and re-pouring essential? And do you see yourself as a minimalist, Catherine? Yes, I, I consider myself as a minimalist artist. But uh, um, inside of the, the tec- technical and control part, um, I, I keep a part of randomness in the process. As I was saying, uh, the sketch is a control part, and so the boundaries too. But I do expect some accident during the, the execution, and uh, I hope some accident. <laughs> it's random part, and I can uh, obtain, so I can obtain uh, nice material. It's very important. And so, uh, repetition is like a re- right. There is a symbol of time passing. It's, it's very important. And when I put layers and layers, I get the depth of a lake. It's important for me to have the impression of three dimensions. Yeah, I think you're very successful in creating that. One of my clients said uh, with one of your blue-layered works where it had two shapes overlapping, it was as though you could dive into <laughs> this ocean of blue because it had all these different light elements to it. And in some ways, the random aspects, the, the the imperfections that make it feel handmade and non-mechanical, I I really enjoy that in the work. And I know that you have other kinds of abstract works, which um, I haven't been actually exhibiting in the gallery, but they are much more abstract in form. They're not as controlled as some of the more feminine shaped works, more of the teardrops, all of the, the circles. And I think they exhibit a different kind of quality. And for me, I think they all resonate that purest, minimalist form, but with the spontaneity of the material, which for me makes them feel very unique and exciting to view. Female minimalists have often been beneath the radar, whilst their male counterparts have often overshadowed their presence. And artists such as, I don't know, Agnes, Martin, Naomi, Escandel and more recently Mary O'Bering have redefined the role of the female minimal artist. How do you feel your work is perceived internationally, Catherine, as a female artist or at home in France? Do you see a significant change since the 70s and 80s possibly to the current more emancipated art marketplace? Well, um, when, when I was young, I never thought about myself as a woman, but as a human being. And today it's the same. I'm ne- neither man or woman, but I'm an artist, <laughs> human being artist. And um, in the 90s, uh, I was really, uh, I-, I loved Rothko's painting and soulage. And so they inspired me a lot to start. And then I, I-, I, found-, uh, I found my own my own way, uh, especially when I found resin. That was my thing, personal, personal thing. Uh, but uh, I think people receive me as a female artist, and I'm glad, I'm glad about, about that. We exhibited six of your resin works on canvas in our recent international art pop-up at Hansa here in Sweden, which were were very well received. And I think a lot of people in Scandinavia really connected 
with your artistry and with the minimal qualities of your work. Uh, I know you have many um, exhibitions coming up in Paris. I am looking forward to once again hosting an exhibition of your work. We actually held later in 2021 now. Uh, it will be a real thrill for me, Catherine. I'm a huge fan. And thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. And I know it's not easy um, no. doing it in English, and I think you did brilliantly. It's a performance. Thank you, Juliet. That was a pleasure speaking with you of my work. Thank you very much. And I shall be including links to Catherine's artist page in the show notes so that you can view all the current works we have at the Nordic Arts Agency and also including her personal Instagram and website. And details of Catherine's exhibition next August are already on the website, so you can register there for a preview of the digital catalogue, and I shall link to that as well. Next time, we should be in conversation with Christabel Blackburn, Sky Arts Portrait of the Year 2020, and I'm very excited to be discussing with her that whole journey, which looked incredible. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nordic Arts Agency podcast, and do please leave a review. It helps others find us and also supports our artists. Thank you so much. Until next time.